There you are. There we are. That's the uh, John Curley, Sherry Ellicker Show. And we've got ourselves a nice mix of newstainment. It's a combination of news and tainment. Yes, they went heavy on the news at the end there, Jacob. Left everybody sort of that weird kind of, like, a, you know, orange juice and toothpaste taste. taste in okay. And be careful with that. Driving it. What the government gives, the government can take away. It's in the Bible. And uh, the government's coming back for the money that you got. So there is uh, 3.1 trillion Trump people put out. Then Biden, we didn't need to, but then Biden threw out 1.2 trillion. All the money goes out. They think it's, they're doing uh, government oversight, looking into the waste, fraud, and abuse. And they said it's huge. Uh, the numbers are huge. The amount of money that uh, people have been able to steal. Now, these people that received this in the Seattle Times, they didn't steal it. They just got more than they were supposed to get. Um, and they were like, okay, I guess the government's sending me a check. I'll take it. Now what happens, Sherry? It's the Employment Security Department. They're doing a review uh-huh. of about um, 136,000 cases, I guess. It was $1.2 billion in overpayments. And so what they're trying to figure out is whether or not certain people, by mistake, through clerical errors and other things, got this money. And what the people mm-hmm. that, that are now in debt because of this and are being threatened with, with having to pay it back – they didn't understand some of the paperwork that was sent to them. They were maybe sent something that said, you can reapply, you can do this. And so they're hoping that they will waive all of this debt. They're hoping that they will be able to just be able to be forgiven for it. But they're mm-hmm. saying they're, they're not, not sure. Um, I guess 100, about 115,000 have to be sorted out now. So, um, Many of the cases they say that they're going to give special consideration to are some personal factors. If you have limited English, physical or mental health disabilities, homelessness, or an education level, a lower education mm-hmm. level. Um, there's an example of a young man who's 19 years old. He lost his job as a waiter. He was at the, I guess, the University of Washington, and he got mm-hmm. $20,000, and now he's in debt. And he's being told he has to pay it back. And he's saying, I'm only 19 years old. How am I going to pay back $20,000 in, um, in, uh, in, in these payments? So right. it, it's, is it his fault? Should he have read the fine, fine print? Did anybody check to see? It's not going to be often. Read the fine, did he want to well, read the fine print? <laughs> I mean, people don't, people, you know, they get a check and they think, well, the government, probably is keeping track of this stuff i'm not going to alert them to anything they must know what they're doing and they keep the money yeah and now that they want it back i mean they i'll bet i'm gonna bet if if enough people come up with this problems and these problems they're either gonna give them incredibly uh comfortable repayment programs of a tiny bit amount without any interest on the thing uh or they'll just you know, write it all off somehow, because I'm, I, I'm sure these people represent millions of people that also receive checks. Figured, well, I got the check. I guess it's OK. You know, mm-hmm. it came from the government. It's all right. It's not like that guy that um, I forget his name sketching right now is in Philadelphia. He was behind the uh, Brinks truck and the doors opened up and the bags of cash stum- tumbled out in front of him. 
and he was in his car, and all, and the truck just drove away. Just and he's like, "Holy cow!" Look that up, Jacob. It's um, Philadelphia brings truck, okay. finds cash, um, and he goes crazy, and he starts going into the bars and buying everybody drinks, and he's got like like two million dollars or something like that. And um, when they finally caught him and they took him to court, two of his defenses: one was, "I went meant, I went insane." Uh, and the other one was, I thought it was a gift from God, and I didn't want to hurt God's feelings. So that's what I did. I kept the money. Yeah, Joseph William Coyle. Yeah, uh, Joe, yeah he, Joe, Joey Coyle. He was apparently an unemployed longshoreman at the time mm-hmm. at yep. $1.2 Yep, yep. Bags there and fall out the back to, of the truck. Did hmm? he have to pay it back? Yeah, yeah, they got him. I, I think he ended up going to court, and then he ended up going to jail or something like that. He had spent a whole bunch of it. He gave back whatever he had, and his life ended uh, at his own hands. He hung himself in his mother's basement. Mm. So, yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Terrible. Ter- terrible. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> did you Did you know when you thought of that story? Did you? Remember how it ended, or was that a surprise? Yeah, I was going to hold that back, but I thought Sherry would ask because she seems really concerned about who's alive and who's dead <laughs> she on was the show. Sniff out, yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I mean, I thought he. Sh- I don't think he should have stolen the money, but I'm sorry that he was in so much pain that he had to take his own life. I mean, that's very sad. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised you're like interesting. So he in a basement, you wouldn't think the ceiling would be that high to hang themselves. Like you would have come in there with that sort of. You know, dateline, uh, t- uh, dateline sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. But but in his own mother's basement. <laughs> um, uh, I hope Ron DeSantis from Florida doesn't do this out of spite. But he has been battling Disney for <laughs> good luck. What? Well, I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Ron DeSantis. I hope he runs for president. I really do. Uh, but no, he's he's in a bit of a match with with Disney. Okay, so here's the deal. Back in 1960s, early 60s, Disney uh, says, hey, we're going to set up this place out here in Florida. Oh, okay, you got the place in California. Yeah, we'll give you 43 miles of property. It's bigger than Miami. And here's what we want. If you do that, we'll give you this and this and this. They do all sorts of stuff to encourage. It's like corporate welfare. They'll cut you We'll cut you a deal on the taxes, and we won't make you pay for this. We won't pay for that. They set up your own governance. You could basically do your own tax assessment as to what you owe. I mean, a sweetheart deal all around, but think about it. Disney ended up bringing billions and billions of dollars to the state, creating all these jobs. So, you know, you're in bed with government. It's, you know, who's on top and who's in control, all that other stuff. So it's normally gets kind of re-upped every year, every couple of years. And I think Ron DeSantis at this point, yeah, we're done with that. We're not going to offer to you anymore. And it, on the surface, it seems spiteful because DeSantis has been battling Disney and Disney's wokesters. So he decides... It's over. Done. Done with the tax breaks for you. You want to hear what he has to say? Yes, I do want to hear what okay. he has to say. All right. All right. No company or individual in Florida, probably anywhere else in our, our whole country, has enjoyed their own governing status, being exempt from most oh, many of the laws of the state of Florida, massive subsidies. So it's not a good arrangement to begin with. But if you remember last year, they came out very strong against a piece of legislation to protect parents' rights and to protect young children from having sexualized curriculum in things like elementary school. And then they had executives talking about it was their uh, uh, intent 
to jam some of this sexualized programming in the Disney cartoons and programming for young kids. So then we're in a situation, Tucker, where they're taking those positions as a company which are antithetical to our values, but with this arrangement, Florida was subsidizing that type of activism. That could no longer stand. And so now today in the state of Florida, for the first time since 1967, Disney no longer has its own government. Uh, They're gonna have to abide by the same laws as everybody else. They're gonna finally pay their fair share of taxes and pay all the debts that they've racked up over these decades. All right, that's a that's a thin thread. To, I see because we're giving you we're subsidizing you on taxes. You are now then you're able to produce a bunch of stuff that we have a problem with. You know, it is all the woke, you know, uh, mm-hmm. gender stuff they're doing. So it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to support you anymore because you're pushing that stuff. It's a small fig leaf of cover. It's it feels like you know, kind of little bit of mob stuff like listen you do this you did that you don't worry about uh, suddenly being a fire happening at your business right got a little bit of that feel to it there is some a bit of intimidation that is that is going on but yeah. um you know he wins he, he does he's he's the sheriff so he gets to say and and he does make a good point about disney being able to pretty much make up whatever rules they want i mean disney was its own little city i mean they can do they controlled uh, you know, some of the newspapers. I mean, it was a, a, a quite a quite a little coup that they had there. So um, it's probably time for this to happen. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't bite the hand that feeds me because 20 some years ago, I did the announcement for the Epcot Laser Light Show, Sherry. <laughs> Do you think they'll ask you back? Is that what is that what you're concerned about? Well, if they're listening, three, oh. two, one. The Epcot Laser Light Show is about to begin. Please take small children firmly by the hand. There are still many good viewing areas around the promenade. Did, did you do this as a recording that's still being heard? Uh, up until like about 10 years ago, a friend of mine goes, Hey, I heard you do the thing with the taking small children. <laughs> I said, oh. No, I didn't say take small children. Yeah, he said there's a... Show is going to start. We're all supposed to grab small children. I was like, <laughs> no, you didn't hear it. You didn't listen. That's not the whole thing. Take them by the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Disney and DeSantis are at completely opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of what they what they believe is important and, and their worldview. So mm-hmm. he wins. He's the boss. Yeah. Not all of Disney. There's a small group of people that are activists inside the Disney organization that want to push a bunch of stuff on kids and want to be able to say, hey, kids, look, this is normal behavior. Maybe you're not a boy. Maybe you're not a girl. Maybe you're non-binary. Hey, I know you're only five years old, but you should really give this a lot of thought. Um, this is and, something. And then when he comes up with the idea that you can't teach this stuff in school, then they pushed hard back against it. And he's, you know, he, it's the old golden rule, Sherry. Who has the gold makes the rules. Um, he's, um, uh, yes. kind of put it out there. I think this is very telling. He, the, the, by the way, five board members, um, are going to be running the area now. That's, that's who's going to be taking over okay. this. And the governor said that the members will include people who, quote, very much want to see Disney be what Walt envisioned implying that Disney's values wouldn't be negatively impacted. 
Okay. So go back to the Walt Disney World. By the way, uh, press secretary was asked. One on another topic, um, the Ron DeSantis op-ed in the journal yesterday, uh, where he talked about signing a law that ended uh, Disney's self-governing status in Florida. Uh, that essentially provided the company with a favorable tax stru- structure. They were able to get away uh, uh, without paying taxes uh, around regional infrastructure developments. Um, how does the White House that has been uh, cracking down on corporate tax evasion uh, view this move by DeSantis? I mean, it- that's kind of okay. She phrases that's an interesting twist. Cracking down on corporations not paying their taxes. Okay. So then she's saying, you know, how does the White House feel is there, about that? Is there any line of thinking that perhaps supports uh, what has just happened in Florida oh, with Disney? Oh. So I'm going to be very frank with you, Nancy. So I'm going to be very frank. She's going to be very frank. That's a stall. Data, I have uh, not read the op-ed, and I frankly, I don't plan to. Uh, look, the president has been very clear here. He's going to deliver for very the clear. American people. I talked about lowering costs. We just talked about Eli Lilly and their great announcement our ta- of capping $35 for insulin, which is going to be so important to families across the country. We just talked about, I was just asked about crime and the, the work that the president has done uh, okay, over the last okay. two years to mm-hmm. find... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do they ask questions? Why go to those Price White House things? Right? They're useless. Well, I mean, they are. They wouldn't be useless if they were answered effectively, if the questions were answered well, but they generally aren't. Right. And what does the White House think about this or that? Um, and last but not least, the fact that they always tell you to please keep your seatbelt on because you could end up, um, we couldn't hit a few bumps along the way. Again, most people I've always seen do have their seatbelts on. But when you don't and you do hit some turbulence, man, oh, man, it hits the news. Seven people, I believe, were injured recently. Sudden drop uh, and they food goes everywhere, which is amazing. They, they had any food. And were people hospitalized? Yeah, about seven people were hurt. This was on a Lufthansa flight. And uh, this article is about how dangerous turbulent, turbulence really is. And uh, they say about 58 people per year uh, get injured because of unexpected turbulence. Most of the time, the pilot can anticipate this. So yeah. they generally know when it's coming up and they'll warn you, they'll put on the seatbelt sign, you know, light and all of that. But it's the unpredictable turbulence that can cause problems. But they said, if you're worried about the plane flipping over or losing a wing, that is pure science fiction, that that will not happen with turbulence. Um, the majority of these injuries are because people aren't wearing their seatbelts. The seatbelt uh, light isn't on. It's uh. unexpected, and they get caught boom, off guard. Boom, 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 Yeah. My mom, I told this during the pre-show. My mom, deathly afraid of flying. Never want to fly. Don't fly. Don't want to fly. Don't want to fly. Mom, please come see me in Seattle. No, I don't want to fly. My brother and I get on the phone. Mom. You're more likely to be hurt in a car accident than on a plane. Chuck's giving her all these numbers. Come on, come on, come on out to Seattle. I've never been out here. Come on out. I don't like the flying. I'm flying. I said, come on. So she hadn't been on a plane in like 30 years. She gets on the plane, right? Coming in to Seattle or I forget where they were. Um, Folks, uh, we got a little problem with landing gear. And... Uh we're going to try a couple different things. So the motor you hear, the grinding, that's just us test. working on the motor. Get the landing gear to be completely down. It's got to be locked in place. So uh, just stick with us here. So they do that a little couple times. Of course, my mom is freaking out. Then the guy goes, 
Well, folks, we're having to have to try and get the landing gear down. So we're going to uh, tip think or, uh, we're going to do a power dive, and then we're going to pull up. So we're in centrifugal force. It's going to allow the landing gear to lock into place. So he pushes the nose down and then pulls it up just enough to have the landing gear boop, snap in place. But imagine being a white-knuckle flyer, and all of a sudden <laughs> the nose of the plane is heading down. Down. <laughs> Did she... Did she blame you for all of it? Oh, I swear to God, her last words on her deathbed were like, and I came to speak to it with landing gear. It wasn't all the way down. I can't believe God. God, don't take me yet. I still have something else to say. And the landing gear, hold on, God, don't take me back yet. (laughs) It's like, all right, Mom, all right. I wasn't flying the plane. I didn't put the landing gear in. Uh, You did a power dive. Nothing wrong with that. You got a story. You want a story. Here we go. All right, Teeny, help me out with this. Give me a give me a butt here, right? Ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Bucky's Auto Service Centers has been around for fifty-two years. What? But there's no reason they're not still around. What? But I can't think of any other reason not to take your car there. They've got sixteen locations. Bucky's Bucky's Auto Service Centers. Thank you, Teeny. Get it. It's, it's, hold on, Teeny. I was trying to demonstrate to Sherry. That's teamwork. That's how you do it. There's teamwork right there. All right? Right. Mm. Got it. Okay, sure. Take a note, Sherry. Okay. I. Uh, By I the way, Jacob. Noting that. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sherry. You wanted to apologize no, 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 to Teeny? No, I didn't no, want to interrupt no, you. You I, apologize no, to Teeny? No apology to Teeny. No. Uh, Jacob, I'm doing the know-it-all quiz. I see. I see that. I'm writing them on the fly here. It's going to be really day early, easy for people. But yeah. Yeah. They're going to be really easy because these are things we talk, we've covered not all week, but in the last 16 minutes. <laughs> uh, so apparently the Bidens go out to dinner and the Washington Post obviously doesn't have much to write about. It's a slow news week and they decide to critique um, Dr. Jill Biden and Joe Biden, the oldest man ever elected to office, because they have an interesting sort of thing that they do with the restaurants by yes. the way this will also be a question on the know-it-all quiz go ahead Shree. what is it they do that upset the people of the washington post they ordered the exact same entrees they ordered a chicory salad grilled bread and butter and two bowls of rigatoni and everybody seemed to be kind of upset about this they said wait a minute when you go out to dinner with somebody you want to try different things so you should be willing to share your entree so don't get the same thing that's just silly hmm. hot take from the post and you sherry i i i mean they pointed out that the rigatoni at this place called red hen is uh-huh. outstanding and maybe it's just their favorite thing to order so yeah. why is everybody so upset about it that's all they could write about but then there are mm. other people that are saying it's a red flag if you're dating someone and yeah. they don't want to share their food with you that that might be that you're not a sharer oh my god <laughs> overthinking it a bit yeah i told you if my teeth I'd have to call Dental Specialties Northwest to get my teeth redesigned. If I could, I would have them my teeth replaced with steel or iron. 
that would be forged on an anvil at Dental Specialties Northwest. And if I could eat rocks, I would. I don't care about food. So whenever I go to a restaurant, I never look at the menu. I don't care. So if I'm ever with anybody, I said, do you have two favorites? Like Nick's like, oh, I think I like either the salmon or I think I might want to get the pasta. Good, get both. I'll eat whatever you, you don't care to eat. That's perfectly fine. That's a form of sharing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm or Andy, not, if I go out with Andy, so the same thing to Andy. Andy's standing yeah, here right I, now. Sorry, I'm Andy. not. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not picky about food, and I often will have Trevor order for me. And people are like, "What? Can't you make up your own mind?" It's not that. And I the little lady mind. will have a salad yeah. without yeah, anything say, on it, just uh, dry salad. No, he knows. He knows what I like. He knows what I <laughs> waiter, don't like. Waiter, did I mention no croutons? I want to keep her just as pretty and sexy as she is every day. <laughs> So I don't, I don't, it's, it, food doesn't mean that much to me. It really doesn't. I mean, I like to go out to eat and all that, but I don't, I don't really have a, a it's fine. If, if you want to share, that's great. If you want to get the same thing as me, that's great. I'm not that difficult to get along with. But, but, the, the, um, but the sharing part, like the, the, if they do go on a date with somebody and they don't let you have some of their food, then they're not going to be a sharing person. And, and I think that's probably fairly relative to how long you've been dating. On a first date, somebody may not feel comfortable offering their food because then you feel obligated to take a bite. And maybe you don't particularly want to eat after them for whatever reason, something you may have discovered Uh during the last 20 minutes of the date. Here we go. So so, uh, I don't think that that's really an indicator of anything. But if you are with somebody and you share a household, then you probably don't have a problem sharing food with them. So it's uh-huh. a way to sample other things. I don't really, I don't think I do. Trevor does that a lot. Like he always wants to taste what I ordered or what he ordered for me. But uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't really, I'm Oof. sort of a peasant when it comes to food. I'm not really, like, I'll eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't care. Does, excuse me, does that gruel come with anything? <laughs> I'll have the peasant special. Does um, does Trevor have any? I mean, if I were in the position where I was ordering for a woman because she asked me to do so, uh-huh. I would I would really telegraph to the wait staff. She asked me that, because I would be so uncomfortable that uh, yes. that they might think I was presumptuously deciding something for you. That I would be very adamant to everyone that this is something you asked me to do. Does Trevor do anything yeah. like that? No, no, he does. He no. feels he has unshakable <laughs> confidence. He has no interest in explaining himself to anybody. So no, he doesn't do that. And when, it, when he go when you go out with him, does he have two different sort of fur loincloths like a caveman? <laughs> does he have a fancy loincloth? And- hey, the, don't blame Trevor. I'm Sherry, the one that says Sherry, just have you order seen something. my big club that I like to <laughs> beat woolly yes. mammoths over. I can't I, I have find to, it anywhere. I have to wear a ponytail for easier dragging. Yes, I uh, know he's not. It's not his fault. I'm the one that says I don't know. Get what, get whatever you like. I'll eat something. I'm fine. It's no different it's, than what you say. I know. So the two of us would just starve to death in the house. <laughs> yeah. Dogs eating. Well, at least they're eating one of your hands, Sherry. That'll keep them hung, that'll keep them satisfied for weeks. Uh, I I've told the story about the Snickers bar so many times. I'll let all three of you tell the story. Um, go ahead. How How about a hint? Yeah, a little more information. Oh, good. You don't know the story. Did you st- I mean, did you stole it. Did you steal it? Oh, I'm I'm sure we know the story. We just can't remember yeah. it at the moment. <laughs> no, I didn't steal the steal it. I mean, you probably well. Okay. Real All right. 
I'll save it because I hear the music and there's Nate's over there wanting to jump in, destroy the show, the whole flow of the show. <laughs> yeah. That's my a job. Remarkable, a remarkable fun story. Oh, he gets a giant toilet to sit on over the Beacon Plumbing traffic desk, and suddenly he's Mr. In Charge. He's got his little pile there of uh, toilet books he likes to read, and then he... Toilet joke books. Actually, read on my cell phone. What's what's next? Are you going to order all of our food for us, Nate? (laughs) Leave it up to me. It's fine with me. It's okay. All right, yeah. All right, welcome back. All right, here we go. Uh, do you remember the story at the Snickers bar? Anyone? No. Andrew? No. 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 Oh, boy. You know, I've told the story three times, which is very concerning to me. That means all three of you don't listen. <laughs> I, again, I, Sherry's, I think, made this point, but we'll all remember it once you start telling it. We just don't quite have enough details to remember on our own yet. You used to date this girl, Diane Freeney. He used to go out, I'd stop off at a 7-Eleven or the Wawa, and I'd pick up a Snickers bar. Before I got out of the car, can I get you anything? No, I'm fine. Good. Run in, Snickers bar, come back, eating it, driving along, singing Dan Hill, sometimes when we touch, or one of those songs. Um, and then while I'm enjoying it, she would say, can I have a bite? <sighs> heavy thigh, heavy sigh, heavy thigh. Whoops. <laughs> Sporting slip. I, you always, you always forget wow. the thighs. I hand her the thing. She takes a bite out of it, gives it back to me. And this went on a lot. A lot. One day, going down to Wawa, you want anything? No, I'm good. Go in. This time, I get two Snickers bars. I put one in my pocket, and the other one I open, and I'm eating. I'm enjoying it. Hi, can, I, can I have a bite? I said, sure. Hand her the Snickers bar. She takes a bite. I take it back. I roll down the window. Throw the Snickers bar at the window. Reach into my pocket, pull a new one out, and begin to eat it. Uh, Like, what was that? And I said, oh, you asked for a bite. I gave you a bite. And now I'm going to eat the other Snickers bar. Why? Because, like, like, my mouth got on it. I was like, nope, no, no, nothing. Like, no, got no problem with that. She's like, I'm really upset because then we have silence, that cold silence in the car for about Mm -hmm. five, six miles. And she goes, can you explain to me what you just did back there with that Snickers bar, throwing it out the window and then like pulling another one out of your pocket? And at this point, I realized the relationship is going to end. So I might as well get the (laughs) last word over this. This and the singing and (laughs) other things. (laughs) Right. Uh, and the, and the large thigh. So I, I then explained to her when I went into Wawa, I had a hole in my stomach that was exact same size of a Snickers bar, a full Snickers bar. The Snickers bar, if placed in my stomach, would fill that hole exactly. When you take a bite out of it, it now there's a bite missing. So the hole in my stomach where the Snickers bar is has a hole missing, a section. So I'm not completely satisfied because I don't have the whole Snickers bar. When I ask you if you want something, you don't really want anything because you don't want to admit you want anything, but you're far 
you're perfectly fine with taking a bite out of my Snickers bar and then leaving a hole in my stomach where the whole Snickers bar should be. So I threw it out the window and I got out my other Snickers bar and now I'm going to eat it and I'm going to be able to fill the entire hole where the Snickers bar should have been. That's why I did that. You didn't think to just buy her her own Snickers bar? Why not no. just give you? Yeah. So, why not just right. take one and give her one? I'm, and everybody has one. I'm fully on your side. I know. I know the concept you're talking about, John, because I've experienced this. But I think what you could have there's a there's a way of communicating this. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Too bad you weren't in the back seat, like as the therapist. You already have. Yeah, you already have the second Snickers bar. At that point, why don't you just take it out and give the entire unopened Snickers bar to her? Or just say when she takes the bite, just keep that one. I got another one. Exactly. I mean, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> your logic is a little bit flawed here. I mean, she uh, wait, takes. Are a, we? Let's back up. Are you? Do you have a problem with the the hole in the stomach theory? We okay with that? Yes, I am. Yeah. All right. Are we also okay with the fact that there is a hole now because she's taking a bite out of the Snickers bar? Do you give me that? Well, I do I understand mean, that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you just give so, her the whole new bar and then finish the bar that you're eating. No, because yeah. she doesn't want to eat the whole bar and she That's gets mad problem. at me. That's her problem. I mean, why I, not just then, why not do this? Why not eat this? I can't believe we're having this conversation, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but but we'll go there. So why, why not just then? <laughs> she takes a bite of the Snickers bar. You finish right. that one. And then eat a few more bites of the second one. And she's going to invariably want a bite of that one, too. So by the time you get through the two Snickers bars, even with her extraction from them, you will mm-hmm. have filled up that hole. Let's to, yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, it's at this point, you can tell it's not about the logic. It's not a lot. Of, it's it's more <laughs> about this. It's the principle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's the Snickers by principle. Well, but uh, okay, but but you kind of shamed her into feeling bad, like when you said you don't want to admit it, which is exactly right, because women never want to admit that, like, oh, I want to eat something. I mean, they're always kind of self-conscious about eating. So you were right about that. But didn't you feel a little bit like, oh, it was passive aggressive. It was passive aggressive. (laughs) I get that, and it was more about me venting and being angry. I should have said something much sooner in the relationship rather than going this whole. Get the extra Snickers bar thing, but I can tell you something. When I put that, when I bought that second one, yeah, I know because you just go to the same place. Guys, are like, hey, getting two today? It's like, yep, I'm gonna get two today. That's the other. Hey, okay, two <laughs> Snickers bars today. All right, you must be hungry. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry for something, but it can't be satisfied <laughs> with a Snickers bar. It was so hey, premeditated. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, what, when did she break? When did she the one that broke up with you because of your singing? No, there was another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot to add. Why'd there was she not break just up singing. with you? There was not just singing. There was. I would put the seat a little further back and sing and dance. So I would sing and then like, like shimmy seat forward. Dancing. Yeah, shimmy forward. Hold my hands on the steering wheel, but then move my shoulders back and forth and lean back and forth. That was a different I, one. I'm get- <laughs> that would be very funny. I think. I think that would be delightful. <laughs> I would love that. Jacob, find her, get her okay, on, right. see how she's feeling with the Snickers bar. <laughs> 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm right.
You'll see. You write to us at MyNorthwest.com. You can text as well. Tell me how right I was. A state roofing text line, one 5476 All right? Oh, plus, well, we need some play the note all quiz, which I'm writing at this very time, very second. You write to us as well. One interesting fact, Jacob needs, in order for you to get on the air, in order to win the cookies, not just one cookie, but all the cookies. Right, Teeny? All right. Thank you. Nate? All the cookies. All the cookies. That's right. Bite me cookies.